You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, your host Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And Abby can't join us this week, but we have um, an able deputy or someone jumping into her um, her shoes, Dan Walkley of uh, Tadley Kaleva. Dan, how are you doing? Hello, very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks. Thanks for coming back on the pod. We've had you yeah, forward all the good source of knowledge for um, um, Berkshire slash Hampshire based football. So, uh, you know, <laughs> being on the board there, we thought we'd let you in every now and then. <laughs> Once a month. Once a month, that sounds about right, yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. Well, we're going to get straight into it because we've got quite a big running order, but uh, we're going to start with last night's games and one in particular. uh, We're uh, recording on Wednesday, we should say, and uh, that was unfortunately didn't go the way of the Berkshire Club. Um, Reading City losing 4-1 to Winchester City in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup. Uh, Disappointing result on the night, but... Pretty good achievement to get to the second uh, qualified round for the first time in the club's history. I'll throw that out to you, Dan. Why not? No, yeah, a great achievement, like you said, to take it to a replay as well um, against a step three team. It's obviously uh, a great achievement for Reading City, and hopefully now they can they can kick on and, and try and I guess gain promotion as they were looking for last year. Um, it should give them a lot of confidence playing against uh, that opposition. So. Um, yeah, it was a shame, obviously going 1-0 up as well. Um, they were probably in dreamland at that point, but did see the manager's tweet this morning saying it's just 45 minutes too much for them. So, yeah. But no, fantastic achievement um, for someone in our remit as well. So, yeah, it's, it's nice to see. You mentioned there about the um, uh, heading into promotion. Now, you, uh, with Tadley as well, sort of a team that been in the top half of the table on in the uh, Combined County South, um, yeah. What difference does the new promotion setup make for a team like uh, yourself or Tad, uh, Tadley or Reading City? Considering last year there was the one automatic promotion and then another one spot going into the um, mm. playoffs with the Step Force teams, but this season we've got a more traditional playoff setup with one going up automatically and then four into uh, an a orthodox playoff. What does that? Uh, what difference does that make for a team like yourself? <laughs> I think it's huge, really, because if you look at especially the top two or three teams in each division, um, for the South particularly, you've got the likes of Farnham, Tootin and Mitcham, who are obviously a huge club, uh, non-league, Jersey Bulls as well. When you don't have that option of the 14 playoffs, it is always, I guess, towards Christmas and after that it becomes a two, three, maybe four horse race. Um, but with the playoffs, you can sneak into fifth. You can get a good run at the end of the season. You can pick up some points, get good momentum. And then you're basically into cup football. You're into knockout football. And yeah, as you can see in the professional playoffs with Luton, um, anything can happen uh, with with teams getting promoted. So I think it keeps the leagues a lot more interesting all the way to the end of the season. Um, obviously, a major, major achievement for Ascot last year. But I guess for the other teams that were in fourth, fifth, sixth, they you, you've got nothing else to play for, really. Um, 
towards the end of the season. So it keeps it exciting. It keeps teams' momentum going. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I do think we have a great chance of of sneaking in there, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk a bit about uh, more about Tadley in a sec, but uh, from what I've seen, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you uh, so far. But I don't want to get off uh, too far off Reading City and their achievement, Tom. What this cup run that they've just had? Uh, what what a difference will that make to the club? I mean, well, I mean, we worked. I can't remember we worked out last week uh, how much they would have earned so far. Um, but you know, ultimately, uh, financially, they are going to be six, seven grand better off. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we we tried to get Bob to uh, to, <laughs> to to um, to to give us the insight into whether a manager comes knocking on the door. Um, you know, quite within their rights too, as well. Um, I, in my experience, I think most clubs have a kind of an agreement at the start of the season if what will happen with the what will happen with the FA Cup money. But but there's a there's there's certainly there's that there's, there's the kudos as well. Um, I I never I wrote this week. Uh, I never massively feel comfortable with this idea that a club is the smallest side left in the. Left in the competition, it feels a little bit um, like a like a patronising pat on the back. But but actually, I think maybe I get I need to get over that and, and clubs run with it. It's great if you're the if you're the smallest club left. That means that you are getting some airtime. It means that that people are are aware of you. People are taking notice. Um, so you know, I think there's there's some general kudos. You know, Reading City are a club that that believe in themselves. You know, let, let's face it. They, you know, you can you can see in their in their output. You know, they they have absolute faith in what they in what they put out. They believe in what they are doing, and and quite rightly so. The, the results on the pitch match that up. They've, you know, I, I guess you could call it a bit of swagger, and and the results match that, don't they? Um, as as far as I'm concerned, so so it, it will it will it, it's put them out there. It, it's it's given them a little bit of. Uh, uh, a little bit more, uh, their name in the limelight a little bit. Um, there, there is no bigger way in in non-league football, in grassroots football in this country, of getting your team noticed and performing in the FA Cup. You can you can win, you know, you you can win. The, I was going to say you can win the Vars. I, I don't think maybe the Vars doesn't quite come into it necessarily, but you know, you can win cups, you can win league cups, you can win county cups, you can win promotion, you can win the combined counties league, Premier Division North, all of those things. None of that. Um, and, and I, it's correct. I don't know. See how you guys feel. Even, I think perhaps even winning the FA Vars, none of that, all of that pales into comparison to to getting a decent distance in the FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, just look what it did for Bracknell last season. I know <laughs> it's slightly different level, and uh, yeah, they they went uh, all the way to the first round, of course. But um, yeah, it w- was an incredible occasion. You know, you've got ITV coming down and uh, yeah, they've got national coverage, let alone sort of, uh, you know, like the yeah. fi- uh, Twitter uh, coverage or social media coverage. It's actual sort of on the telly kind of, uh, you know, domestic coverage, which is incredible. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Just to, uh, just to be clear, I'm not belittling winning the FA <laughs> because that's when when the when the, the last six games of the competition all go to penalty shootouts you mm. know that's a hard competition to win i'm just the the the, the, the sort of the, the national kudos of, of fa cup is 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 higher um and, and i think that's 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 just where where that lies you'd have have Abby on your back if not without that caveat (laughs) (laughs) that's all I was thinking about (laughs) don't want to get in too much trouble well uh, obviously not the um, uh, the only team from Berkshire involved in FA Cup action this week in fact we go back to uh, since we recorded the pod last Wednesday um, Tadley had the unusual situation of uh, having to play quite a late 
first qualifying round fixture um, after yeah. being knocked out in uh, the ex- extra. Was it sorry? Was it the preliminary rounds you got uh, uh, in the preliminary you? round? Yeah, quite quite convincingly as well. I'm <laughs> sure everyone's seen that that halfway line goal, which <laughs> I guess is now void, right? <laughs> Erased from history. Yeah, yeah. But, um, Can't count that game anymore. So, um, yeah. of course. Uh, played on Wednesday away at Didcot Town. Uh, another step three side, uh, step five, uh, Tadley, um, taking them on away from home with a chance uh, for the second qualified round, of course. Um, unfortunately, coming out uh, on the wrong end of a 5-1 um, result. But um, we were both there, Dan, and I, I have to say uh, from what I saw, I don't think that was a 5-1 game. I thought Tadley were um, very much in the game uh, for the majority of it. Perhaps Didcot looked a little bit more clinical, but yeah. uh, at one point, certainly just after half time, you really had them rattled and on the ropes. Yeah, I mean, the first two goals both came from, I guess, maybe some, I don't know, weak defending and they took their chance, I guess. Uh, we, we failed to clear the ball. But between those points when we went 1 0 down um, and half time, I thought we controlled the game pretty well. We we had a flurry of chances at the end of the first half where their keeper made probably three unbelievable saves in a row. Um, then we pulled one back and then we could, we had the chance to make it to all. Um, again, we were seemed to be controlling the possession, but as soon as they broke forward, you could just tell the quality. Um, I mean, Conor Barrett up front for them scoring a hat-trick was, I guess, the difference in, in the game, to be honest. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was just one of those... We, it was a very positive performance, um, which I guess we've got to be proud of going, going through that against a step three team. The result doesn't reflect the way the game ebbed and flowed, in my opinion. Um, but it is just one there. They're a lot more clinical than us. And it's something you've got to hold your head high and move on from and, and keep progressing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the joy of the FA Cup, these sort of interstep matches. You get to challenge yourself against teams from uh, much higher up the uh, division. And, uh, you know, I think, like, I'd agree with you. I think uh, Tadley were uh, a match for um, Didcot on the night, even if the scoreline perhaps, uh, (laughs) you know, two goals in, well, there was like the last three came fairly late on, I suppose. And, uh, you know, it was really a sort of, but at that point, it's sort of like some sucker punches right at the end there when uh, Tadley were trying to get back into the game. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, but uh, setting yourself up there, I mean, the confidence you, you can take from that, uh, does that uh, sort of spill over and bring, uh, make you feel like positive going into your league campaign or other cup uh, fixtures you have coming up? Yeah, I mean, the buzz around the club at the minute is is great. Um, we've got a good... Good, got a good set of young players um, who are obviously hungry and want, and want to progress in both their career and with the club. Uh, the club off the field are progressing as well. So I don't see any reason, as we alluded to at the beginning of the podcast about the playoffs, where, why we can't reach that with with the squad we have. So um, yeah, the, the positivity, even even when we do face defeats, it's always uh, we're always picking up lessons and progressing from that. So. Yeah, it, it's very, very positive at Tadley at the moment. Very good. Well, hope to hear about, uh, hear more about them as the season goes on, and uh, you know, battling for the uh, that playoff position and maybe even a, a cup run. You did so well in the uh, well, you had such a big tie in the Hampshire <laughs> Senior Cup last year. It'd be yeah, nice yeah. to have some uh, more 
um, uh, positive news about that um, this season as well. Yeah, a good FA Vars run will uh, will do us nicely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. More on that in a moment. But uh, we did have some success in the FA Cup in Berkshire over the course of the weekend. Um, on Saturday, uh, we had three teams win their uh, second qualifying round games. Bracknell beat uh, Hamilton Waterlooville 2-1. Uh, called it, yeah. Uh, Chippenham, um, Chippenham won, Hungerford Town 4, a big result there in a local derby, considering Hungerford Town are now step 3 and Chippenham step 2. And then Hazen Yedding, uh, Niels Slough Town 2. So three teams going through uh, to the third qualifying round. Uh, Bracknell are awarded with a home tie against Pool Town, which is a pretty tricky fixture, a team they found uh, quite tough to deal with in uh, their own division, but they are at home. Um, Slough Town travel to Salisbury and Hungerford Town are away at Torquay United so a pretty big uh, grandstand fixture there mm-hmm. uh, which one of those do you, uh, do you like the look of Tom? Oh, I mean it's got to be um... <laughs> sorry I've just lost I've completely lost the pictures <laughs> I had them right up in front of me uh, and they've, they've magically disappeared because that's what computers do to me um, <laughs> I was listening to you Rob though is all I will say um, listening to every word. Sorry, they're coming back. Here we go. Um, I think, um, I, I mean, it's got to be, you've got to be looking at the the talky Hungerford one, but in terms of home games, I mean, there, there is only one, isn't there? But, mm. but Bracknell v Pool, I think Pool have had, had the, had, had, um, had the upper hand on Bracknell uh, recently, if I'm not very much mm. mistaken. Um, that I think is going to be an excellent game. It's another home game for Bracknell. Um, we've talked about their, their away record at the moment is not brilliant this season but at home they're uh, they're unbeatable so uh, you know that that's the one i think that that everybody's going to be looking at if you're looking for an fa cup game that's the one you're going to be going to yeah well those fixtures yeah. are due to be played on saturday the 30th of september so yeah, uh, keep an eye on uh, out for the um the actual dates and we will uh, um obviously be talking about them in the pods around that time um but moving on we have some uh, relatively uh, new news, news news that broke yesterday evening in that Virginia Water have parted company with manager Adam Besson and assistant manager Jake Besson with immediate effects. Um, in a statement they released, they put out, they said uh, the, the two of them brought professionalism and a calmness to their roles and will always be grateful for their commitment, hard work, culminating in reaching the Surrey Senior Cup final for the first time in their history and a respectable seventh place league finish uh, that would be last season. And uh, Chairman Dave McBride said they depart, they depart with our very best wishes for the future. Uh, a pretty big blow for Virginia Water, that one. Um, go on, Tom. Yeah, it, 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 it is, isn't it? Um, I saw them a couple of weeks ago at uh, Hollyport, and they, they very much looked like a side that I would expect to be in the playoffs. Um, they were, they, you know, they were very solid. They had plenty of belief. Um, they quietly, they very, very, very quietly finished seventh last season, um, and and the way that they were playing and and what they were doing, and I and I think um, uh, Kerry Jones, who's still at the club but was the manager before before Adam um, had taken them so far and built them into a really solid step five club, I think um, I think Adam and uh, and his brother took them on to the next level and. 
made them uh, into a club uh, or into a team that very much looked like uh, they would be they would at least be playoff contenders this season mm. um there is also some other bits and pieces going on at the club they've got a new ground in the offing um which is which is really exciting um there's due to be a podcast with Kerry um soon i'm not going to put a date on it because uh, we're just trying to as these things go at the moment uh, everything's a little up in the air but um yeah I can only hope that um, it doesn't cause too much disruption at the club. Um, I imagine they have someone in mind, perhaps. Um, there are certainly a couple of managers who who are in touch with me on occasion, um, I think, who might be interested in that job as well. But, um, yeah, just... just it's a, it's a shame. I, you know, I don't know the, the circumstances of them leaving, but it's such a shame because they built something really, really good there. And it was it was good to see. You know, they, they, of, of sort of Virginia Water and the Windsor Clubs, they are the top club out of those three at the moment. Um, mm. and, and they've done that all the while sharing a ground uh, in a in a different county from the one in which they are based, albeit not a million miles away. But you know you know what I mean. Um, they've, they've done it kind of away from home as well. So yeah. such a shame to see that. But you know, hopefully they'll 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 pick the right person um, to come in and, and, and take them on again. Yeah, well, we'll keep an eye out for uh, Adam and Jake Besson and see where they turn up next as well. Um, because yeah, they've uh, they've done pretty well where, wherever they've been so far. They were yeah. at Stain Slammers and uh, I think it was Bedfont and Felton before that. So uh, oh, okay. uh, they did uh, they did they've done very well as you've uh, said, Tom. So uh, shame for Virginia Water, but the club's in a good position. So hopefully they can continue to push for the playoffs as the season goes on. Now. Uh, one club that we're slightly worried won't be pushing for the playoffs is Maidenhead United. Uh, I mean, they're currently they're currently in the middle of a run where they've gone over nine and a half hours, only scoring one goal. Um, is it a bit too early to be getting worried about them? Because there's a lot of a lot of nil nils and a lot of sort of narrow defeats uh, coming their way. The only one goal they scored, mind you, was in at the back end of a four one defeat away at um, Bromley. What do we think I mean, of they this season, Tom? I'd have initially uh, I'd have said no, except they managed to lose to Southend United last night, a team with allegedly only eleven fit players. Hmm. Um, that doesn't bode well. Um, I suppose that the one the one slight caveat to that is that um, uh, Southend, I think, without their ten point deduction um, at the start of the season, actually have had a pretty good start themselves. Um, they've yeah. had a better start than Maidenhead, so their position is a little false. Um, without that ten point deduction, they would be in the top half of the table. Yeah. So. Um, perhaps it's not. Uh, I think. I think just the thing that, that will sting Maidenhead fans is the fact that you know all the talk before the game was of was the Moni having eleven fit players. So um, it, I, th- I think it's it's too early to be worried, but um, they've got to turn it around. And where better than a place they never get anything from than a trip to Gateshead in the northeast? Yeah. Um, that you know, I, I don't know. Um, it's really hard to judge. You know, we've said time and again that the National League is an incredibly tough division. Um, nobody is nobody's been left behind. The, you know, you know the the bottom side has you know a marginally you know AFC filed of one one drawn two and lost seven. Maidenhead in twentieth have lost have won two drawn four lost four. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're only five points ahead. And so no one is no you know no one is miles away. 
and, e- and equally a win for Maidenhead you know, on, on Saturday could put them in the top half of the table. So, yeah, it's too early. But at the same time, um, I, I think I would be worried if they were shipping goals, which they are not. It's obviously a concern they're not scoring, but the fact yeah. that they're seeding particularly badly um, or they're, or they're you know, they went on a run of what three nil nils in a row. Um, they lost four one to Bromley, one nil to Boreham Wood, and two nil to Southend United. You know that's not defensive calamity, but no. they need to score some goals, and they've got to find some goals from somewhere. Um, I'm not quite sure. You know they they, they had a, they had a couple of different goal scorers at the start, but they but they need they need goals, and they, they it's as simple as that. And and they they seem to have lost that for the time being. I don't think they've quite replaced uh, Aqua. Uh, and a couple of the other guys who were scoring for them last season. But, you know, they yeah. need to step up now. That's it. Yeah, I think uh, goal scorers are so hard to find <laughs> at any level, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, a, a good one's like gold dust. But uh, I think, I don't know if they need to dip further into the transfer market. They made a, a couple of um, signings um, close to the end of the transfer window uh, closing. But uh, uh, I don't know if they need to sort of start looking around already uh, for uh, someone else to bring in. But yeah, goals are certainly the, the issue. Because I think despite, um, like you say, they have taken a couple of defeats in their last uh, last few games, they're reasonably well stocked in the defensive positions. I mean, you know, that's why they were able to let Timmy a week ago uh, to yeah. Slough. And I think, you know, it, it to, he was a little bit unlucky there because centre-back's probably made Ned's best position at the moment with... Um, uh, yeah. three or four good options so um, it's yeah it's adding that uh, finishing touches and when you're a team like Maidenhead um, who is you know semi-professional side in a yeah. uh, largely professional league you know finding that person who can help you out is, is so hard so uh, I mean I, I presume they are scouring the loan markets in leagues one and two for yeah. For someone who who could who could drop down to their you know a youngster who could drop down to their level and 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 pull something out of the bag for them, I think that is um, mm. that that is that is what they'll be looking at. I mean, failing that as well, you're looking at the National League South, looking at, at the Southern Premier, and just seeing if there's anyone they think could perhaps take a step up. Um, I don't know who that person is, obviously, but but you know, just just that's what I suspect. That's what I'd imagine they're doing right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll obviously keep an eye on Maidenhead as the season progresses, but hopefully they can turn this uh, this run around and uh, start banging in a few goals. Yes. Uh, yeah, like you say, Gates said, pretty tough place to go and do that. They're flying this season already. So, uh, yeah, um, good luck to them <laughs> at the weekend and anyone travelling up there. Uh, but something else you want to highlight, Tom, would be the... Uh, international scene uh, in Berkshire at the moment. It's not something we necessarily highlight very <laughs> regularly. Uh, no. you know, domestic podcasts and focusing on sort of the, the non-league element of uh, the football of the county. But there are some internationals and uh, you want to draw your attention to them. There, yeah, there's two I, two I really want to draw attention to. Um, and the main one I want to draw attention to is um, Ascot United's Clodagh Farrell. Um, and you'll have to, uh, and um, sorry, just bear with me a second. Um, <laughs> trouble, this is the trouble with doing this podcast uh, whilst also um, trying to find a job in that someone just asking me some questions about a job that I was interested in. <laughs> and it, it completely caught me off guard there because I was quite interested in that job. Anyway, sorry, um, 
yes, uh, so apologies to Cloda for just completely ruining her moment there. Um, but we've got Alski United's Cloda Farrell and Yately United's Dawn Perry Lewis, um, who are with the England Deaf Squad, and they are off to the World Championships in Malaysia. I think they've already left, in fact, they're already there. Um, they raised £50,000 um, with the helps of the likes of Stephen Gerrard, Gary Neville and Gary Lineker. Um, and they are in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, in fact, for the uh, for the World Cup. Um, if you wanted to follow that on Twitter, it's at GB underscore Deaf Football. Um, but they're out there now. Um, I think Claude is one of the newest members of that team. Um, she was up for a, a Berkshire Football Award at the end of last season, I think, in Young Player of the Season. Um, she's, a, she's certainly a talent and she's out there now representing her country. I can only imagine how that uh, how how sort of how much fun how impressive how proud she must feel um so that's it's 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 a really great thing and i'm glad that that, that kind of thing can happen um so you know Berkshire internationals um is something that it's it's kind of a loosing every every um it's usually Berkshire internationals uh, every international break we go and get to talk about sort of the Caribbean and, and lovely places that actually we'd quite like to be and um, so it's really nice to be able to talk about um someone doing it for uh, an English for a home nation England Wales Scotland I, I don't mind I'm not precious about that but it, it's just really nice to to be able to to do so you know good luck to to uh, to Cloda, good luck to Dawn, and good luck to the England Deaf team. Absolutely, yeah. We'll be Dawn, just want to talk about whilst we were talking about the Caribbean was um, the former Ascot United fullback Cameron Gray, who was part of their um, FA Vars winning side last season. He was named um, in the Concacaf League C team of the round. Um, he was. Uh, I think there. This gets really complicated. It's like our own nations league. But he was he was playing for the Cayman Islands, um, and I think they were League C Group B. <laughs> anyway, um, but he he played in the game against US Virgin Islands. He got the equaliser um, in a two-all draw, um, which was enough to get him in the team of the round. It was interesting because I assumed if he was in the team of the round, he would have played both games. Um, but he was unused an unused substitute in the second game against Aruba. Um, so they've got uh, so Cayman, uh, Cayman Islands have now got um, the return legs of both of those games coming up before the end of the year. Um, I think they need at least three points to stand a chance of promotion from from one of those games. So um, neither uh, US Virgin Islands or Aruba have played each other yet. I have spent quite a lot of time trying to understand this competition, um, so I do apologise if I if it makes no sense whatsoever. And um, once you get into the nitty gritty of it, it's it's fairly straightforward. But um, they've also got the qualifiers for the uh, for the world cup mixed into there no world cup yes world cup qualifiers mixed in there as well which makes it even more confusing um and the fact that there is a u.s virgin islands and a british virgin islands um just you know I, I, <laughs> information on rob well it's the takeaway is that we've got some great uh talent in <laughs> football going across the world representing their nations and uh, you know you'll hear more of that as the uh, weeks go on and it's uh yeah great to see and i completely echo your sentiments of good luck to everyone who's uh, representing their nations so fantastic stuff there um before we look ahead to the weekend's fixtures we're just going to have a very quick look at the combined counties div one because we sort of alluded to it over the last couple of weeks and what a um a good uh, division it is for Berkshire clubs this year. Um, we've had a very um, 
very competitive uh, round of fixtures in terms of uh, the the teams who are sort of uh, teams at the top of the table playing each other. And uh, it's it went pretty well for the Berkshire clubs. That uh, Eversley in California drew away at Bolsey. That was. Um, Second against third uh, at the time of kickoff, and still is, in fact. Um, so they got a point away from home there. Uh, Barks County managed to win away at Rising Ballers uh, Kensington, and uh, Langley also came from behind to beat Westside in their um, in, in another clash between two teams who were right up there in, in playoff contention. And currently, we have Eversley in California in third, Barks County in fourth, and Langley in fifth. And not too far away from the playoffs. In fact, three points away is Yateley United, who've taken very well to life at step six. And Windsor and Woodley United are, you know, comfortably a mid-table, perhaps could put a run together as well. Um, out of the Berkshire sides there, Tom, who do you think is maybe best equipped um, to mount a promotion uh, challenge this season? Um, but perhaps I can't answer that question specifically, but I could say that um, I, I'm, I'm surprised, I, I, and I don't mean this negatively necessarily, but just um, obviously Eversley in California um, have been through some change over the summer. Their long-serving manager, Matty Angel, went off to join Windsor and Eton, and uh, it looks like they've, they've had a bit of a bit of player change. But the fact that they're up there in third, mm. um, six wins from eight games, only one defeat, um, they look pretty well equipped to me. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's you know, and I, and I think Langley are probably the other side in there that are that are going to uh, going to be very well equipped for it. But of course, you know, our, our old mates at Barks County as well. Um, I, th- I think they are probably the ones right now. You probably want the games played um, rather than uh, rather than it being on paper. It's probably a bit a bit too early in the season for for um, sort of games in hand and stuff. But but Barks County have at least two games in hand on most of the teams in the division, so they're only fourth. I think it would be much nicer for them if they'd got those games on the board and got those points on the board. Um, they'd be a little bit higher up the table. Um, they've got a if you just look at it, they've got a, a similar record to Amersham Town, who are currently top. Um, mm. But they, but Barks County have played four less games than Amersham Town. Um, okay. So, you know, I, I, th- I think it's a time of season where you want to have games played. I'm not quite sure why they've had games off, but um, uh, I, I presume there's a, there, I, th- I know there was a uh, racing at Ascot and a couple of things like that. So, um, but I, I know they would want, they would prefer to have games played at this time of the season. Um it's later on in the season when you're kind of looking at, oh, could we escape relegation? Could we hit the playoffs? That's when you want, that's when you want games in hand, not not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily equipped to say who's who's the best equipped, but but certainly, um, I also just wins are going along quietly there and ratcheting up four wins. I'd not even noticed that. So yeah. you know, good for them. It's it must be incredibly difficult playing. Um, I, I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure how far Beaconsfield is from Windsor, having <laughs> not really done that journey directly. But it feels like it feels like a bit of a leap and a bit of a, a bit of a distance between those two. So, you know, great, great for them that they they've, they've got some wins on the board. I did fear for them. I must admit. Yeah. Um, but instead, it's backshot and Homer Green down the bottom. Yeah, indeed. I think uh, Barks County. I mean, have. Uh, like you say, they've uh, got a similar record to Amersham, who are the runaway leaders, but have played four more mm. games than than Barks County. But uh, uh, Amersham are on twenty seven points after eleven games, and Barks County on eighteen after um, seven. So uh, plenty of games in hand. But Barks County, one of the few clubs to have beaten Amersham already this season. Ah. In fact, the teams that uh, Barks County beat, Barks County lost their opening game and have won 
six on the bounce in the league since then. So, and they've beaten uh, Eversley in California, and as I mentioned, uh, uh, rising ballers Kensington at the weekend. Uh, so they've they've already had some good results against teams uh, who are right up there already. So. You know, I, I think they're looking good. Like, like you say, you always want points on the board as opposed to games in hand. But um, but yeah, they're, uh, they're they're looking good at the moment. I think they'd be my pick as for the ones that are best equipped, perhaps, to uh, mount a promotion challenge. But there's plenty of Berkshire sides there, and so, like I say, it'd be a good league to follow going into uh, the winter months uh, up ahead. Right, uh, I think that covers everything from that we've had for this week so far. We start looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures because we do have more FA competition action. There seems like there's an FA competition every week at the moment uh, involving our clubs. And um, we have two, in fact, at the weekend. Ascot's yes. second ever game in the FA Trophy. Um, they're at home to Lansing. Uh, we'll start with that one, Tom. How... how you know, that, how do you see that draw? Uh, it's a fairly kind one, considering who Ascot could have got, I suppose. Yes, the um, the, the 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 FA Trophy is obviously, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to it, you, you don't go into a dressing room and go, well, we're not going to win the FA Trophy this season, having come off the back of winning the FA Vars last season. But but the chances of of Ascot winning the trophy are are fairly slim. I think that's very fair to say. Um, so so the far, as far as they can get um, in it. Is 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 um, all the more positive? Um, I, I don't know anything about Lansing whatsoever. You <laughs> you may be able to fill me in a little bit on that one. That one, Rob, a little yeah. bit more. If they're a step four side already, then yeah. then Nasca have got every chance of of taking them on and 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 moving on to the next round. Yeah, they're a step four side who play in the Isthmian South East Division. Uh, they're currently sixteenth in that league. Uh, Twenty teams. They're sixteenth. Um, but they've only played three games, so three points from three games uh, in that division. And so, but I mean, Ascot at home against a, a side who same level. When Ascot having started life at step four uh, reasonably well, I'd be you know fairly hopeful about that one. Uh, I don't yes. want to say confident and jinx them, but I'd be <laughs> very hopeful at least in that one. And so I'd say that's a fairly kind draw for Ascot in that competition. But go on. Uh, no, I was just, I was just going to say um, that 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 sound. If that's the case, then then I have every, I I will go out on a limb and say I have every confidence that Ascot will get through that one. There you go. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll be dealing with the Ascot fans <laughs> when they're they're knocked out on Saturday. But hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully we will see them. But uh, we also have FA Vars action, um, and in a bit of a turn of a. Uh, an unlucky turn, I guess, for Berkshire sides. There's eight fixtures, and only one of them, uh, one of our teams is at home, and that's everything in what, California, that's who actually in Hampshire. So, uh, yeah. that's yeah. definitely a conspiracy, Rob. It's definitely yeah. I, like they, I know. I know people will say, you know, what about the flat Earth? What about this? What about that? All those are nonsense when it com- when it comes to the conspiracy that is the FA to never give any Berkshire side a home fixture in an FA competition. Yeah, except for Ascot, obviously, who do have a home fixture in the FA Trophy. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, that is definitely a conspiracy. Yeah, well, out of our um, uh, away teams, or or, you know, any of the teams playing in in the FA Vars this weekend, which fixture do you like there, Tom? Who do you think? Um, Who do you think's got a good chance of going through? uh, Oh, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to back Reading City at Cinderford Town, I think. 
um i i, I remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about woking and Embrook v cinderford town in the fa cup that um just because and i think just going on sort of um a little bit of a, a step bias having seen Cinderford Town play at higher levels I kind of assumed that Cinderford would win but obviously Wokingham and Embrook beat them um, I, I think that Reading City will go to Cinderford Town and win um, I think just um, I've just noticed on the fixture list uh, it looks like Burnham are playing the entirety of North West London I need yeah. to investigate that and see what's going on there is that a North West London in a, a team That's yeah quite they a are yeah. Area. Oh, right, okay it's quite a catchment area a bit unfair I would I would suggest that that Burnham like little old Burnham have got the entirety of North West London um, I presume this is all the, the Spurs and Arsenal players teaming up to, <laughs> to to go and get Burn what Burnham ever done to them anyway um, sorry I, I think the one that probably looks the most interesting, I think, um, is actually Wantage Town v Wokum and Embrook. Wantage A, because it's quite a nice little village. Or, no, it's a town. It is a town. Yeah, but it's quite yeah. a nice little place to go. And the ground is is really quite pleasant. But actually, that's quite a... a that, it's not a million miles away. That That's quite a quite a nice, relatively local fixture if you wanted a fast one. I think Wantage Town v Wokingham and Embrook is probably the one um, I, I would have the most interest in uh, over the weekend. Very good. Okay. Well, they've, uh, uh, for all the fixtures in the competition, you can get caught onto our uh, website, of course, um, www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. I'd probably uh, uh, back Burnham at Northwest London if it, uh, if it came to it. That's, uh, that's me. I think they're going to take on the lot and uh, uh, beat them. I think they are currently, I think there are steps uh, five side who are currently in the relegation zone of the Eastern Counties. Uh, league division one, perhaps. So, uh, yes, uh, Burnham going well in the combined counties Premier yes. Division North. So, I think, uh, they'd be my pick to go through this weekend. Um, but go on, go on. I was just gonna say, there is, there is one glaringly massive fixture, um, in this list as well. Uh, and I would say that that is Binfield against Hanworth Villa. Um, both sides have not started well. Um, both sides need a win. I think that um, they've got a point each after uh, four games in the, uh, well, Hanworth, sorry, Hanworth have played three, Binfield have played three. Um, Binfield have just had um, essentially two weeks off um, to, to pull things together. I think that is that is the that is kind of the standout game if you're looking for um, for stories and for for narrative in in that one. Um, I always quite like um, anybody playing Salisbury and Bracknell Town are at Salisbury. I remember a few years ago, Salisbury were a little higher up, and um, Bracknell went there and won. Um, it always I don't know, Salisbury feels like one of those kind of um, classic kind of non famous non league sides. And it helped, I think, at the time that they were. Uh, it was the. It was the Steve Claridge was the manager. Doesn't yes. appear anymore, but no. that had an extra little, a little bit of oomph to it. Um, so it's a Bracknell Town or at Salisbury, but but I think that the the one that that has the most interest there is is the Binfield game. Very good. Well, I was going to ask you to pick your fixtures. You've done that with a plum. Oh, sorry. Already. Apologies. <laughs> no, that's all good. Uh, if I was to pick one. I, I, the one I most like the look of isn't actually in Berkshire, so it's uh, uh, we mentioned the Combined Counties uh, League Division One, um, Molsey against Barks County, uh, oh, yes. second against fourth. There, that is uh, you know a pretty high up the table fixture, and can Barks County continue this strong run that they've had since the opening day of the season? Uh, six wins on the bounce, as we said. So um, 
uh, a good one there. But if you're looking for one in the county, then I think Hollyport started reasonably mm. well this season. Mm. They're play, they've uh, well, they're comfortably in mid-table at the moment, having won three of their opening nine fixtures. But they've got a tough assignment at the weekend as they play Milton United, and Milton are currently third in the table. So um, a, a tough task for uh, Hollyport, but. They're going along nicely at the start of the season. Sorry, three out of their first seven games, not nine. I'm, uh, I'm uh, not giving them enough credit. So uh, they they have started very well. And hopefully they can be a bit more of a um, sort of mid-table club this season, I think, rather than, mm. rather than one that's looking over their shoulder towards the bottom end of the table. So uh, I think that would be a, a pretty decent aim for Hollyport this season. Very good indeed. Okay, well, before let's check out uh, the Sunday fixtures as well, Tom. So, if you want to pick out one of the uh, one of the games in on Sunday, when the women's we haven't spoken about much this week, Abby being away, but uh, uh, there's a, a good few fixtures on the on the list, and plenty that are actually in Berkshire this time, as opposed to. Uh, no, no FA Cup uh, or no <laughs> FA competitions, meaning no conspiracies against, um, against yes. the Berkshire sides. So who would you pick out um, as your game to go to see this weekend? Um, it, well, it's, it's really interesting because they were, they've obviously been, there's, there's been goals all over the place. Mm. Um Going through, going through that, um, go through the list last week. You had, you had Finch Hampstead scoring ten, uh, S4K scoring ten, Slough scoring nine. Um, you, you'd certainly argue it's probably not great for competition in in the divisions that teams are scoring those numbers of goals. But certainly, you know, uh, Woking when Embrook drew five all, um, which it, which is which is you know that I mean that's that's mental five all. How do you even keep up with that? Um, but yeah, uh, so sorry, you asked me to, uh, to to pick a to pick a fixture. I think that um, I have been paying a bit of attention to Wallingford and Crowmarsh ladies, oh, yeah. um, sort of towards the end of last season, and they are away to S4K, who scored the scored ten goals and got got a headline on the site this week. I think that's probably the one that I would. It helps that I know a few of the the S4K ladies players. Um, but that's probably one I would I would definitely pick out. I believe that's at Bracknell Sports Centre. Okay. Um, but of course, um, otherwise you've got kind of you've got Ascot and, and Woodley in the Southern Region League, uh, Southern Region Premier Division. Um, both of those games, you know, it's like likely to be. Um, I think I think certainly the Ascot game is at, at the racecourse. Mm. So um, you know that that's always good when when these games are are played in in, in proper ground. I was, I was sorry, I was going off on a tangent. I was just reminiscing when I was at Hollyport the other week that um, when I was managing the Binfield ladies team, the best ground we would go to was Hollyport, and they were one of the few clubs that would that would uh, that would um, play the women's games within the kind of the main pitch of the club and it was always brilliant going there you'd always bang your head on the dugout but just kind of <laughs> reminiscing a little bit about that and Ascot obviously play their games at the race course they've got the pitch for it um and that so that's always that's always great always any of these games that are played at, at kind of the, the the club's main pitch I think will always get my vote yeah absolutely Ascot winning 4-3 last weekend so close but uh um a bit of competition there, but a lot of goals as well. Uh, beating yes. Oxford City, uh, they're two from two in their first uh, in their first two games of the season. So they might be my pick. I think uh, playing at home to mid-table Badshot Lee, and as you mentioned, Woodley United um, at home as well. They're also undefeated. They're playing Eastleigh in the community, which uh, who are currently third in the league. Um, so slightly trickier um, task for Woodley, perhaps, but. Um, 
both Berkshire sides in that um, in that division undefeated at the moment. And uh, long may that continue. Brilliant. Yes. Um, Tom, do you want to do all the uh, uh, tell people where they can get all our content and everything like that? And uh, before we check out of here for another episode, yes, I can do that. Um, you can find football in Berkshire, footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Um, you can also come and find us across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads. Although we don't post very much on Threads, mostly because um, I, I'm still I'm still stuck on Twitter. But if old uh, if old Muskie um, I, I think that's going to go down the drain when uh, he starts asking everyone to pay for it. So just kind of getting ready with that one. Um, and you can sign up to our newsletter, which um, this week will have a piece by Neil Maskell of Maidenhead United. I have no idea what he's going to write, but we are uh, starting to um, talk about and we are going to start producing specific pieces for the newsletter. So you, you should go and get signed up at that. There is a little box at the bottom of every article on our website. If you want to pop your email address in and sign up for the newsletter, you can also ask us questions at podcast at footballinparkshire.co.uk. And we encourage you to do so. Very good indeed. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We are uh, getting out of here. We'll have another episode with you next week. Um, but until then, it's uh, thank you very much for listening. And I've been your host, Rob Davis, joined as always by Tom Canning. And hey, uh, see ya. it's goodbye from the both of us. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>